Listeners, welcome to another episode of Forrest Gump Minute, the podcast where we talk about Forrest Gump four minutes at a time. I'm your co-host, Rob, joined my good friends, Joe and Duff. Happy to be here. Let's get on the bus. Yes, we are talking about minutes five through eight of Forrest Gump. This uh, section starts with advice from Forrest's mom about shoes and it ends with Forrest sitting outside the principal's office. So, a lot is a lot happening here, guys. A, a lot going on. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. Uh, yeah. A lot of what have yous. Forrest is bugging this nice lady. Yeah. He's he's bugging this lady. Uh, the only line I think she says during this exchange is simply, "My feet hurt." <laughs> um, but he funny. has this line. He has this line where he says, you can tell a lot about people from their shoes, where they go, where they've been, something he learned from his mom. So there's no way uh, Forrest mentions that he could remember his first pair of shoes. There's no way anyone can remember their first pair of shoes. That's absurd. Yeah, he's like, I wonder if I could remember my first pair of shoes. Flashback to when he was like 11 or 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like nine. But yes, you're right. It is It is weird. Also, I also want to was he confusing shoes with those like medieval torture devices they strapped to his legs? <laughs> yes, because we do cut to him getting his braces put on his legs. If um, I think real hard, I might be re- remember my first fetish experience. <laughs> 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 Flashback to, to me to me in a cheap hotel room in Las Vegas. There's a lot of leather in the room, and I'm sobbing <laughs> quietly. Duff and I have talked about this privately. Everyone's allowed one fetish. But if you combine <laughs> fetishes, you're a serial killer. What? Hold on. Yep. No. Yep. You get one. Yep. You can't combine them. You can have multiple ones. Give but you me can't an example. Well, okay. So is <laughs> okay. Uh, define combine. Like what? What is a distinct fetish then? Like uh, you can the, enjoy. Uh, okay. You can uh, enjoy- <laughs> the B, the the BTK killer. He, uh, yeah, he, I don't. He, okay. he he liked to uh, he liked to dress up in women's clothing and yeah, that's uh, one and choke himself at the same that's time. That's two. Yeah, but but you can dress up in women's clothing and not be you can. sexual. So yes, is it a, but you is, but he combined them. That's the problem, Joe. You can't combine them one or the other. As soon as yeah, but one could be on, sexual and one could not be sexual. Nope. He's also wearing a mask. Yes. Was he? That's three. That's three. Yep. What kind of mask was he wearing? A little clown mask. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Was he? I think he was. I think he I, was. That sounds you, right. Really? Yeah. Here's the thing. You can have you can have multiples, but if you start combining them, you're going to be out in the hunt soon looking for victims. That's the rule uh, that Duff I and I've made. think that that's yep. true. That's that. Midnight Boys proofed. I don't. It's not. It's got to be unanimous. Well, you know, I mean, like, you can enjoy feet, but then you can't add another fetish on top of feet in a video. Now you're you're getting close you to serial you, killer stuff. You can't spank those feet. Yeah, can, there you go. Uh, I don't know if I want to address this. So you, may, you can. <laughs> so can can I? Um, let me think here. If I want to go, yeah, I'm gonna go. Can I? Can I? Can one enjoy being like tied up and having foot in their feet in their yes. face? Yes. But, you but that's can't two have different both. things. But yeah, not but at the same time. You have to pick one. Oh, it's Thursday. It's feet night. Yeah. <laughs> Put the leather away. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's how this I don't, works. I do. I I want to go on the record to say I do not endorse this, but I find it 
to be a funny theory. <laughs> Our, uh, also, I, I wanted to point out we should look for any missing persons in Milwaukee. <laughs> he said there's always... <laughs> I didn't say I'd do it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Pushing on. And we should look for a disappointed wife in Madison and another one in <laughs> Minneapolis then. Just follow the sound of sobbing. <laughs> It could lead you in any of the three directions, but only one will be underground. Uh, okay, so we I want to point this out. We see Forrest. He's wearing a blue plaid shirt uh, first time he's on the bench. Why is plaid pronounced the way it's pronounced and spelled the way it's spelled? That makes no sense to me. Word. Uh, How is yeah. plaid spelled? P-L-A-I-D. Does that look like played? You got played. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't understand why it's well, how, pronounced Well, how should plaid. it be spelled? How should it be spelled? I mean, English is no, super... Drop the I! So, well, I would pronounce it the same if there's no I, I think. Well, that would be correct way to spell it, then. Plaid. Right now, Oh, I see. Like oh, yeah, there's shirt. no E, so you're right. Okay, so P-L-A-D. Well, Anyways. English is a goofy language. It is. So, we see uh, Forrest wearing it on the bench, and then we cut to him as a child, and he's wearing Little. it again. This happens yeah. a lot. We're going to keep up. Joe, could you put that on your chalkboard? Yeah, should I put... There's a lot of graphic matches in this movie, too. Should we mark that as well? If you his, like. Yeah, put, Forrest, yeah. put on Forrest the big face. board. Yeah. yeah, put on board. So we have two plaid shirts. I got a chalk holder this year so my hands don't get as dirty this <laughs> oh, year. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this show or whatever. Um, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about Young Forest, guys. Okay. Um, uh, he, is he another yet another child actor who lived a very sad life? No, actually okay. he didn't. Uh, his name is Michael Connor Humphreys, and uh, he, sounds three, like he, that sounds like the name of a two fetish guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say uh, three three words in a name, not good. Fetish, dual fetish. Um. <laughs> he makes people watch him and Forrest Gump, and then he murders them. <laughs> Uh, so this is a, this is I think this is a pretty well known fact, but I think it's pretty amazing. Uh, Tom Hanks and and Zemeckis and all of them were really struggling on what to do about Forrest Gump's accent. How do you how do you do it? How do you pronounce? How do you how do you make this interesting? Do you just do a southern accent? How thick do you make it? You know he's got uh, a disability, so like how far do you lean into that? Um, and what they ultimately did is when they cast this Michael Connor Humphreys kid, it was just an open casting call. This kid and his family saw it on the news in Mississippi, decided why not, and he ended up getting the job. And the entire Forrest Gump uh, accent that we know, that voice we know, is entirely based off this kid. Huh. So instead of, like, you know – the character having it and then some child actor having to learn it they just they just cast a child that had like an accent they really enjoyed and then tom hanks took it i find that fascinating they really uh they really yes anded that uh that situation yeah. hmm. um fun facts about him uh seems like a good guy he uh he didn't act again until 2011 because uh it sucks <laughs> I mean, like, it was just <laughs> terrible. Uh, and I was watching an interview with Tom Hanks, and he said he was walking with the kid, and he was like, oh, you know, what movies do you love? And the kid loves Jurassic Park at the time and just, like, awesome. went off for, like, a huge lecture about how great Jurassic Park was. He's right. 
Um, and he didn't act again until 2011. He went into the army. He was nicknamed Gump in the army. Yeah. He ended up studying <laughs> at University of North Alabama. Like he, I mean, I think he's been in like one thing since then. But he literally was like, "I'm I'm done with this." Does he get residuals? I would hope so. I yeah, don't know. You, everyone that's in the credits gets the residuals. Is that how that works? Yeah, I, I, it's it might different it might amounts. be a really low amount. Different amounts, okay. but yeah, but he definitely gets residuals. Um, so now we're, we go back. We're going back in time. Um, we're in like what would you think the fifties here? Uh, mid to based on what comes up next week, I would guess it's around the mid fifties. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's go on the nostalgia train. Um, we're gonna. Dude. This does this a lot for. I mean, it, it, your mileage may vary. One thing I think is kind of cool is like everything we see here is very Norman Rockwell-esque. The doctor's office, when he's walking through town, even at the end of the segment, we see uh, Forrest like, sitting outside the principal's office, and there is a uh, Saturday Evening Post uh, cover uh, called Shiner, uh, where this little, this little girl sitting on a bench with the door somewhat open, and you see into the principal's office, which is like clearly inspired what we see in this in this like they they absolutely looked at norman rockwell pictures and paintings and used that as like the reference for when they when they sort of built this world the same way uh boomers use that as a reference for the way they think about the past yeah yeah and i like i enjoy i i enjoy um norman rockwell paintings but yeah it, it is a certain past it's their instagram filter yeah it really is. That's a really good way to describe it. And um, ironically, Norman Rockwell was kind of progressive, I think. Oh, I, really? I Well, I, he did that one uh, painting of the, the little girl being escorted to school, the little black girl. Wow. Um, and I feel like he was... Oh, I can look into it later, but I, okay. I think it's one of those things where everyone kind of mistakes what Rockwell actually <laughs> wanted and just like... Yeah, only white people should live here. And well, they... I mean, you do enough covers that he did. I'm sure it's pretty easy to choose like which oh, ones yeah, you want to, yeah. you know. Um, but yes, it is, you know, boomers now just like, oh, we should get back to that. Yeah, yeah, it is an, an idolized, an Id- I mean, the 50s, especially in movies, are often an idolized version of the Norman Rockwell 50s. Yes. Yeah. We got to talk about something that happens in this movie, in this segment, which is the beginning of when things get weird. We have Forrest telling this woman at the bus stop how he got his name. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> and it is so obviously uncomfortable. And, uh, okay, sorry. He's telling a, like, a young professional black a woman at the bus stop. Black in the, nurse, in the south. I believe. Yeah. In the yeah. south alone, who already gave signals that she does not want to talk to him. <laughs> Hey, I got my name. I'm named after a clan guy. I don't really know what they did. They just like to play dress up, I guess. So I have a lot to say about the sequence. Would it's, you like the interesting part or the funny part first? It's called interesting. The interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this movie, we talked a little bit about it with the feather at the beginning, and we're going to talk about it a lot. It does special effects very well. Um, and it, it and part of why it's so good is there's a lot of special effects in this movie and they all are sort of solving different issues so we have um we see tom hanks as nathan bedford forrest right Mm -hmm. and then it like fades into this like picture and then it's live action 
uh, there is a very famous movie. So, yeah, Birth so, of the Nation, right? Yeah. From- so that whole sequence with him on the on the horse riding around, and then you have all like the clan members coming up. That is uh, obviously it's Tom Hanks on the horse, but they just cut that and splice that into a scene from Birth of a Nation. So Tom Hanks, there's no there's no dailies in the Paramount Vault of Tom Hanks in a clan outfit. <laughs> well, there would be there would yeah, be at the cause- beginning. Yeah, because because the, clo- the, clo- the close up of him putting the mask on is yep, and then the camera original. backs up, and so when he he rides in that little circle, that is Tom Hanks, but all the other clan members, that is everything you see there is just from some, Birth of a Nation, some D W Griffith, good old boys. Yeah. yeah, and if you notice, there are tire tracks that are in that shot. Uh, which are is actually from Birth of a Nation, and they were like, "Oh man, what do we do? <laughs> what do we fix the tire tracks digitally, or do we leave them because we're actually taking this from Birth of a Nation?" And they left them. So those tire yeah. tracks you see are I from did. Birth of a Nation. I didn't notice them. Yeah, I didn't notice them. Now you will. Thanks. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> well, oh no, Birth of a Nation's Birth- ruined for me. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't I, enjoy it. I guess we it. need a we we need a new Thanksgiving tradition now. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. I've never watched that movie because I don't want to. No, you don't need to uh, watch it. I've seen clips of it in classes, and once uh, I w- I wanted to try to watch it because it's the only movie on the the original AFI 100 list that I haven't, that haven't s- seen. Seen, yeah. And so I started it once. And I'm like, you know what? I I'm just gonna say I've seen this, like, because it's like three hours long, I believe, yeah. and yeah. It, yeah, we Does think not it? Rockwell has a difficult uh, a difficult way to capture the past. Yeah, uh, Woodrow Wilson loved it because uh, <laughs> he hated black people. Yes, he had a private screening in the White House. So the next the next fun fact I have on this, guys, uh, I remembered this. I couldn't remember how I learned it, and then I started thinking I made it up. So then I spent a lot of time today trying to track down again how I learned about it, and it is true. This was originally going to be a longer sequence, this this uh, oh. this Nathan <laughs> no. Bedford Forrest. Uh, long- <laughs> and, and the reason I know it is they recorded Tom Hanks sitting on the bench telling the story. This how I, that's how I heard this full thing. The longer sequence, um, they didn't have time for. This is, I think this is, Tom Hanks putting on the KKK hood it was literally the last thing I think they shot in this movie. Um, they ran out of time, and it was actually Zemeckis' idea to be like, well, why don't we just put in Birth of a Nation? Which I, I would give him credit. Pretty brilliant idea to get around it like if you're running out of time. The longer thing was the KKK. Public was, domain, baby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't got to like, pay anyone. Real, like, it's a really clever way to get around it. Uh, and, and, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. Here's what was is originally a longer scene in which the KKK, including uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest, are going around lynching people. Oh my Nathan, God. Nathan, is this in the book too? I can't remember if this is in the book. I don't think so. I feel Nathan, like that's something you would remember. Yeah. I know it's not in my notes when I read it. He he, uh, Nathan falls off his horse. <laughs> he lands into the mud. So the mud goes all over him, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and all the like 
you know, chaos of the whole scene, the KKK lynches him. What? Oh, no. (laughs) It is an accidental blackface? It was an accidental blackface where they end up lynching the namesake of Forrest Gump. that that doesn't make sense for a lot of reasons. I mean, there's (laughs) just why... This scene, this scene in the recut doesn't need to be in here at all. We don't need to know how Forrest got his name. Yeah, it. And okay, it, so I'm. I was rewatching it, and I was like, "Well, this is this sucks, big time." <laughs> yeah. And I kept waiting for this poor woman to challenge him. Like, you do realize I'm black, right? Like, and, and just the idea that like this. Okay, so Forrest is a little slow. And somewhat oblivious, but he's not completely clueless. He doesn't completely lack emotional intelligence. And I refuse to believe he's unaware of racism. And there's like, I don't think it even works within the context of the story that he would tell this story and not know, excuse the context of this film and tell this story and not understand that the KKK were racist. And he's telling well, this to a black woman, and he's just like, they just want to dress up like ghosts or something. I just don't boots. buy that. We we also have, I mean, we have to really we have to really call in the question, Mrs. Gump, because in the she, movie she racist. Yeah, yeah this, she this scene names, sucks with her too. She names him that because, as he says, we all do things that don't make sense. Now, um, that's. I mean, true. You know, we all. You're, you're right. You're right. We all do things that don't Some, make sense. Sometimes we form a militia movement S- after, yeah. after after yeah. we lose a sometimes war. Sometimes we used to say American Beauty was a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like that's that's the but, silly stuff we do. Yeah. Um, you know, or like, oh, I drank too much in college one night. Like that's silly. Shouldn't have done that. Also, but this wh- is beyond that. Pro- problem problematic, but also doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't add anything to the movie. I I I I, uh, no. I really enjoy this movie uh, on a rewatch, but there are these scenes like this, and they're thankfully very short. But there's these moments where, like, ah, why'd you do that? Shouldn't have done that. Uh, and this is one where you know they ran out of time to do it. They should. They, this scene's not needed. We Just don't cut need it. to know. Yeah, we don't need to know how he got his name. It, it doesn't matter. Unless he learned something from it. So. I I'm not I'm you know I'm the fun fact guy. I'm not the history guy. Guys, is Nathan Bedford Forrest a real person? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So he did actually start the KKK. Uh he did not technically start it, but he okay. was he was the Key first figure, though. He was yeah. the first leader. Um Man. here's kind of this is kind of a Fun fact, I guess. Did he get? Uh, did he get lynched because he fell in the mud? No, that no. Well, that's, that that's not. That, funny unfortunately, either, no. That is revisionist history. Okay. Um, so uh, he was a Confederate Civil War hero. Um, he uh, he is uh, controversial even before the KKK, um, even in the context of you know being part of a traitorous army. Yeah. Um, there's there's debate about this but there was a uh, a battle called the battle battle of fort pillow and uh the, i fight that every night <laughs> uh, sometimes I like to talk about it 
fort pillow on the, it's on yeah. uh, the Mississippi. <laughs> in, uh, Only with my wife though. Henning, Tennessee, and uh, s- depending on who you ask, uh, some people say that uh, even after they surrendered, Old Forest decided to murder a bunch of black people and Union oh. uh, officers. I mean, I yeah. bet she did. I bet he did. If he, the guy you, was like heavily uh, involved in the KKK well, later, I I bet he did. From what I've read about him, he. Even on the standard of of Confederate generals who are largely inbred morons uh, <laughs> uh, committing treason, he's among the dumber ones, and he sucks. Well, I will say this: uh, before the war, he was a plantation owner, horse and cattle trader, real estate broker, and slave trader. So cool. yes, uh, but in when he enlisted, uh, he was one of the few officers to go from private to general without any prior military training. Yeah, I wonder how he got promoted so fast. I wonder if it's because he's a rich guy. And that that's yeah. a lot big reason why like armies lose is just the and, and the union was terrible in the beginning too. It's just not it's not a true meritocracy. Can you imagine that? Like being promoted not because of how good you are at something, but because of uh who your fa- your family? Are you are you asking that realistically? My ears yeah, are burning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more thing I was going to point out. This is the uh, kind of a fun fact. So uh, Forrest was an expert cavalry leader, and he... <laughs> he fell off the horse, though. Well, yeah, and he got <laughs> He He earned the nickname the Wizard of the Saddle. And, <laughs> Come but, on! But that, so, and that sounds like a fetish guy to me. And that nickname yeah. is where <laughs> that nickname is where the KKK term Grand Wizard comes from. Hmm. No way! Really? Yep. No, I yep. missed so, that. I was reading about it too. And I, how did I miss that? Wow, yeah. that's good. This is there's kind of different phases of the KKK, and the first big they're one, all bad. I bet. I bet they're all bad. Uh, the first big one, and probably when it was as. Uh, peak of members about half a million people was right after the civil war after reconstruction and this is when uh forest uh led them up um and then forest actually quit and supposedly because like he thought like they were unorganized like that was his reason for quitting the kkk oh okay All right, cool, man. So you guys never, you guys never write back on my emails. You never Listen, read. I sent an agenda. I put it in the Slack, and you guys never read it. When I send out the doodle, and only a quarter of you fill it out, how am oh, I supposed then, to schedule this meeting? And then I set the meeting. Everyone complains, like, "Hey, I can't make it that date." Well, doodle, the doodle then. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I would love to know more details, but it says he's just walking around people's cubicles, like you know, Google Drive has folders, you know. <laughs> Don't put spaces in the file names. <laughs> he said, it, "This is just from Wikipedia." It says, after only a year as Grand Wizard, uh, faced with an ungovernable membership employing methods that seemed increasingly counterproductive. <laughs> They were using word. Forrest dissolved the clan, ordered their costumes destroyed, and withdrew from participation. <laughs> so basically, he's a bad middle manager who then who then took his ball and went home. W- Windows got updated. He didn't like it, and he's like, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So he's a real dude, and this, we all agree, should not he be sucks. in the movie. 
He sucks. And this scene sucks. Is it better if he would have if he would have fell in the mud and been hanged? I yeah, mean, it definitely. Pr- it, it probably would have made like some really racist people in the South mad. So, oh, oh, would- oh heaven forbid. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I do want to say we see uh, Forrest, he, he sort of talks about where they lived, and he said they lived just off of Route 17. Yeah, Route- I wonder what that property was in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, that's actually, is, is you know, because he meant, actually, that's a, a, an interesting point, because we learn that uh, Sally Field, who plays Mrs. Gump, she inherited this grand, this giant house in her family. Plant, let's call it, related? it's a plantation. <laughs> yeah. Do you think she was related to Nathan Bedford Forrest? That yes. would, a- yes. Okay, so this is Nathan Bedford Forrest's old plantation. Oh, do you mean, like, did she marry into it, or is it her, like, Well, genetic? it does say it's her, it, they do kind of go that it's, like, her grandfather's great-grand, you know what I mean? Like, it is, yeah. it is on her side of the family. She didn't marry into it. Okay. Well, that would actually make sense about how he's named, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so Route 17 is a real road. <laughs> and, it is. And she, she works very hard to keep all the dirt dry around there. Yeah. Uh, Route 17 is a real <laughs> no road mud. on the western edge of Alabama. Uh, there is no... There is no... Uh, Greensboro. Greenbow. Greenbow, Alabama. There's no Greenbow County. There is a Greensboro, Alabama, which is on the western edge. Um, there is a Green County in Alabama. Both are on the western side of the state. But in the book, it is Mobile, Alabama he's from. So okay. they just sort of made that up, which is fine. Whatever. I don't have any issues with that. But his mom starts up the first Airbnb, it sounds like, with this uh, this plantation home of hers. Where yeah, they're just it, like renting it out to people, or bed and breakfast. Yeah, yeah, pretty sweet. I would stay there. Looks, yeah, it looks, looks nice. pretty nice. Seems like I know that they have one uh, made, but it seems like that place needs a lot of upkeep. It's a big. Pl- it's a big house. It's it's big. Because um, you sort of like, you know, we kind of get introduced to houses are walking down this dirt road, and you're like, oh, I wonder what their house is, and you just see this massive. And you like, see the house from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Yeah, this beautiful southern home. They live on um, Terra. Uh, you guys are going to be able to guess this, but do you know what movie Sally Field did previous to Miss to Forrest Gump? I do um, not. Um, Come on, Joe. Come on. Come on. Uh, oh, is, is Mrs. Doubtfire before yeah. this? Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire is what she did right before this. Oh, okay. Um. She's actually so, yeah. only like five years older than Tom Hanks, isn't she? Yeah, there's a different movie where she and Tom Hanks are love interests, I believe, that was made previous to this. There's another movie with Tom Hanks and Sally Field? Uh, Punchline from 1988 oh, is a film um, written by David Seltzer, and Tom Hanks plays a young comic who helps a housewife played by Sally Field who wants to break into stand-up comedy. Oh, my God. We need to watch this. It's the it's the original Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or whatever that show is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, this will punch line. Uh, the tagline on the poster is, It only hurts when you laugh. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Maybe I do. I don't know. 
Tom Hanks made a bunch of questionable comedies in the 80s. This sequence ends. This whole segment we're talking about ends with uh, Forrest at school. Uh, and and it kind of ends with us learning that he has an IQ of 75. I, I vote that we talk about Forrest and his, and his, his, brain. And his issues next, next week. Okay. Um, listeners, you can join our Facebook group at com slash chocolates. You can also, if you want to hear the stuff that I'm certainly going to cut out of this episode, can go to patreon.com slash the midnight boys. <laughs> Don't censor it. Fired for truth. Yes. Duff and I just told... Actually, Rob was the worst one. Never mind. I can't even <laughs> pretend to be a victim here. There is Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> we, Do you work we, for the CIA? <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 there might be content cut from this as we discuss uh, yeah. uh, former former uh, First Lady Nancy Reagan. And uh, you can, if you don't under, remember any of those links I said, you can just go to forescumpminute.com. We have all the stuff on there. You can rate and review us on iTunes. And we'll be back uh, next week with another episode of Forrest Gump Minute. Happy the days while I'm ending the nest Till once more they ride high out to sea